Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with a mother freaking most true offer. And it's your favorite co-host. Dang. As a go-offer. He's ASMR, ready. Mar, Mar, Mar. Mar. Would y'all pay to watch us eat? No, you wouldn't because y'all don't pay to listen to the shit y'all actually like. Anyways. Dang, <laughs> People love to see me. That's a weird pause. way to say super that. And look directly wow, into your pause. eyes afterwards. Wow. <laughs> Flag on the play. <laughs> Flag on the play, buddy. <laughs> we just got done with our sports segment. But All right. anyways, um, that's a discussion. That's something that I am going to put on the front of the podcast. Just so people do know about that. Um, we yeah. are now removing the sports section from the regular podcast. We're still going to... Don't be sad. Don't be sad because... Why, we're not, boy? Let we're him, not throwing let him know, it boy. out. Let them know. We're not getting rid of it. Why? How could we to our faithful listeners who love it? We just decided to separate it. Yes, Sirski. So now every single week, you are going to be receiving two episodes of content and that is completely independent from whatever we do, whether it be midweek madness, is reflection rooms, like all the other side content. But it's going to basically be the main podcast was split up a little bit. So it's going to be the main pod in one episode, and then the sports. We don't even want to say it's the main pod that's split up. You know, it's going to be the main podcast. It's still going to be here where we get into all of our, you know, relevant pop culture, music, whatever kind Talk of your shit, King. events that we're talking about at the time. But. In tandem, we're also going to be releasing a new side series that the name is still subject to change. I hate when Hose asked me to for now, But for now... <laughs> no, he's not. I'm the joking. Name, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> nothing. But for now, the name is probably uh, The Sports Space. I really so, love it, by the way. You know, The Sports Space is going to be its own independent kind of venture for us. We really do enjoy talking on these things. But again, we just want to break it up so that we have a little bit more just, you know, cohesive bodies of work to put out. To the listeners and to the viewers. And to be completely honest, um, it's gone to a point which, unless it's like people that are our mother freaking dogs, like Cullen, um, Mook that you've already seen on this, just like mm. people that we know, like the Gavins, like people that you know we're going to have longer discussions with because they're like the real homies, or even like people that we bring in and we just mesh with because mm-hmm. we still have a plethora of people that we're going to sit and talk to. <clears throat> like, we just like it to be split up because sometimes it feels like because it is at the end of the podcast when you become cognizant of the fact that you are running over a certain amount of time like you start to rush a little bit when mm-hmm. i say you i say you like the niggas that tweet some things they'll be like man bruh niggas hate shaving their balls and then it'll be the nigga that hates shaving his balls that <laughs> tweeted it you know what i'm saying like it'll be like i'm niggas like you know like i don't know why it was the first thing All that came right, to my look, head it's me like yeah i get I'm it him. it's me so like when i say you yeah. i meant me by the way exactly. like i always get to a point sometimes in this podcast where i feel like i'm rushing our sports section which we are passionate about sports but i wouldn't want to like jam in too much content here and so now that we've split them up i feel like we can have a great space to go crazy and talk about sports on one mm-hmm. end and then a great space to just talk about what we've got to talk about over here Mm -hmm. and so without further ado let's get into it how was your week my boy my week has been okay so actually it's been a little bit over so yeah for the first month for the first day of february and on happy black history month by the way happy black history month i will let me go ahead and say we're gonna hope to bring you some like black history month tailored content in this podcast in the weeks moving forward until march but however getting back to how my week has been it's been really good because i've challenged myself and off the uh, strength of not only my desires but uh, family friends and like people who care about me trying to hold me accountable to become the best version of myself that i'm always talking about that i want to be so 
getting back into shape and conquering my physical has been one of those. So again, I've been running every day and doing a set amount of push-ups. How you feeling, boy? Sit-ups. How you feeling, boy? And squats. Let them know how you feeling, boy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. They were beating my ass at the beginning. Of course they were. And but guess what happened? Exactly. Hmm. So after you do it for a little while, I'm, what does consistency do? Let them know. Paint it. Look, what does consistency do? I think there's a J. Cole bar. It's not consistently so much, but it's like coal under pressure. What'd that make? Diamonds, you know? That's how I've been feeling lately. I feel unstoppable. <laughs> I feel magnificent. I feel like if Jake Paul was to step into the ring with me, he's not seeing me. He can't do that. I've been feeling just like, in all seriousness, I could take on the world. So I'm happy for that, and I'm keeping the consistency going. Every week is bumping up little by little. I'm hoping that after the whole month, I'm not going to say the whole total miles I'm running, but I'm hoping for the last week to be doing three miles every day. I'm hoping to be doing 100 push-ups. I'm hoping to be doing 100 sit-ups, and I'm hoping to do 100 squats, which would be just the dream of just keeping that consistent moving forward. But again, I'm on the journey to get there, and it's been a week, and a little bit into the second week, and I'm enjoying it. But that's how my... My week has been going. How's yours? Hey, um, my week has been going really well, to be completely honest with you. Um, we've now almost all the way caught up when it comes to like just being backlogged with certain things in school, which were my responsibility. Don't get me wrong. I was mm -hmm. a little late to the sign up. Um, um, I'm ad drop week shoddy. Like that's usually when I usually get my man, That's my middle name. Which like, is ad drop week horrible. is off. It's, but it's, it sucks because it's not always in your control. At least in my case, it might be that you knew you were just fucking up, but I usually couldn't have registered till ad drop. Oh, what I think of me so. is different, very different. My eye drop week woes refer to the sheer fact that, nigga, I just set my whole schedule to eye drop week. Like, it was like, bro, you could have clearly gotten other classes before. You could have clearly yeah. done other stuff and made your life so easy. You could have paid for it by now. You could have made everybody's life mm -hmm. easy, but no, Chuka. You chose ad drop week to get your classes so that you'd be scrambling the whole next week to do stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is a year of accountability. I'm happily going to take accountability for my shit, don't get me wrong. But because of all of the BS that I caused, myself i've kind of found a way to dial it in and create a good schedule to get caught up on the school side i've been working a lot more shout out to my dog with some of the moving jobs we've been doing i've been um working a lot more creatively as well when it comes to the slow process but the process of us getting like tailored fine-tuned machines when it comes to this shit and when it comes to our own pop personal endeavors yeah, in this as well I, I don't know if like, so I'm, I'm not happy you, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just happy. I feel like I've been in a good headspace. I feel like I come on here and say this every week, but is that a bad thing? Like where I say I'm happy, you know, like a nigga feel happy. Like I'm. Why good. do you have to justify it? Like I don't feel like I have to justify it, but I do know my personality, which I don't. I need to remember this so I don't continue to get in my own way sometimes. But sometimes when I'm too happy for too long of a string of time, I start to get anxious because I'm like, bruh, like it's life's been going too swell for. That's me. how you sabotage it for yourself, for sure. man. Like. At the end of the day, it's always going to go back down a little bit. Of That's course. just life. There's ups and downs. But at the same time, just live in, live in the moment. Don't worry too much about if you're going to be feeling bad in the future. Don't worry too much if you're about if like the best times will come. And at the same time, don't beat yourself up for how you're feeling. Just just live and try your best. And if you're feeling good, don't don't... Don't try and justify that to anybody. Amen, bro. You know, this nigga's speaking, yeah. bro. At Ezigo on Twitch. <laughs> You're, yes, sir. That's let him know. Other say. socials. They in the link, boy. Twitter. But let him know. Let's What's see. the Twitter, too? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're idiots, bro. Niggas be laughing at their own. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Well, this is where we're supposed to make cuts to make this a more conditioned podcast. Let's take a point. I can't breathe, bro. I'm trying to get back together. Bro, if no one's going to do it for you, do it for yourself. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, that's, I feel like that's a good way to wrap out how our week's been going. Obviously, we're feeling good, so. Y'all are gonna get some happy content for once today. Oh my god, man, okay, man. you're that nigga, bro. <laughs> Just always let you, you know man. you're that nigga. Thank you, thank you, homie. Yeah. But getting straight into it, we're gonna go into heat checks yeah, for the week. Yeah. I was about to say before you skip over yours, man. You stole my heat check from my favorite artist, bro. I saw your heat check when I do that. You did it this time. What's your heat check, bro? He didn't steal my heat check. I can't do that to him. If anything, <laughs> this is admittedly Chuka's because he's been trying to push this artist for a minute. Oh, I was just gonna say my heat check. Pooh Shiesty dropped Shiesty season and Shiesty season. Shiesty, that's think, my dog. Well, Pooh, you know I'm really Shiesty. Ooh, that shit's so crazy every time. Still, bro, I don't care yeah. what niggas say. Back in Blood song of the year, but anyways, like Shiesty season came out. That shit crazy. But the song I had to choose, and it's big bias, by the way. So you have to admit mm-hmm. biases where biases come in. It's called Ugly featuring Gucci Mane. So Pooh Shiesty, Ugly featuring Gucci Mane. Mm. Mm. That sounds really fun. I already know what kind of vibe is going to be on if it's both of them. Yes, so sir. that's good to get into. Well, shit. My, What's your heat check? My heat check for this week comes from <laughs> J.I.D. featuring Denzel Curry. And the song is called Bruh. The Bruh remix. Actually, is it J.I.D. featuring? Anyways, those yeah, two. featuring Denzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro remix. I'm not gonna lie, the way that those two just came rapping on that cold ass beat, just like it, it almost is like the beat was so cold and somehow it's like in the Antarctica, they somehow found a way to set it to flames. Like that shit was too hot. I'm not gonna lie, their bars and just the way that they be rapping, the JID talking at some point at like uh send him up vertically, horizontally, it doesn't matter. Read scriptures from Deuteronomy. This nigga talking about he's just having an outer body exorcism type of experience. The oh, way they barred out. They barred out. Different. Sure. Like that was one that I had to get into a certain bag to listen to. And I hate when I do this to myself, but I hate when I ruin songs before hearing them, even though they're good songs. Mm-hmm. And I won't say ruin because I came back and I played it and that thing went crazy and it slapped. It slapped for sure, the bro remix. But mm-hmm. I think the first time I was listening to it, I was just not in the space to listen to it and I stopped it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then I went back, I listened to it in the whip while driving. I was like, oh no, these niggas going, going. So I mean, mm-hmm. like, definitely shots out there. But that's pretty much my heat check. So go ahead and check it out. And for music roundups, because I know you might have something to get into, I did have to go ahead and pay a little bit of respects to um, two pieces of music, maybe a few more as the lines go down, that I just heard recently that, A, I felt like were really good to me. This one could have been out for a while, because I saw it on a playlist that was catered for you, so I don't know if it was just really out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't drink the Sony. <laughs> Come on, that man K camp. <laughs> If you guys haven't realized by now, this is a K Camp friendly podcast. I'm only gonna push. Good He's friend of the show. Man for sure. Let's call him friend of the music. show. Exactly. We're always happy to. We're always happy to uplift and talk about K Camp, no matter how much I roast you about your K Camp love. Oh my goodness! Like and, that's definitely someone I fuck with too. Uh, honestly, I feel like not having my phone is gonna make some of this music a little bit harder to remember and come back to now. So I guess I'm just gonna leave it at that one. And then obviously last week I talked about Gravity a little bit from. Brumbit Files and Tyler. Mm-hmm. 
And for and honestly, one thing that we definitely missed on the sports section, mm-hmm. but just talking, which we can't talk about now, Drake. I guess here is that was hilarious seeing Drake on the fucking like State Farm Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> People were like, "Bro, Drake wouldn't get out of his house to give us an album, but he got out of his house to put on that red polo." <laughs> I'm like, first off, it doesn't you don't look real injured, my man. You know, <laughs> you look you look fine. You look good. You look, you look good. good, buddy. You look good. Give you look injured. Concert. Give me fucking certified lover boy. Not He's making excuses with Look at this nigga smiling, bro. Bro, that's not a I'm injured smile. That's a we're in a pandemic. Y'all are going to get it when we're out smile, bro. That's what that is. He's smiling because he knows we're still going to be excited to get it regardless. Bro, we should make that the cover of the pod, bro. That's funny. I actually love that picture. Go ahead and put it in there. That's funny as fuck. But, man. But anyways, um, other than that for music news, I'll get into a little bit when it comes to the drops myself mm-hmm. for the week or the things that I was paying attention to. Shouts out to my dog. Um, we never talked about Kodak's first day, uh, last day in. We didn't talk about Kodak's last day in, which and it is might be too late now. But you but go hard, go hard. Man, that last day in, I don't something about Kodak. I don't feel like he has to be rapping in like a super tough or on a crazy tough beat or whatever. The the way he came in on like that. That like upbeat kind of mellow or like just soothing like uh, last day in really was nice and I liked his flow I liked everything and I liked his message it, it is a little bit worrisome though because not in a bad way the man doesn't have to make music and he can pursue any other thing in life but he's so incredibly young that I know I would love to enjoy some more years of music from Kodak but he really made it sound like on that track that he was done with this shit. And he's just trying to pursue other things in life. So who knows if we'll really stay away from it. Just like people who are modest draw into a flame for their things that they love. We saw it with Khabib, you know. And that, I'm not saying we saw it with Khabib. We're going to see it with Khabib. It was already in talks see, for you already fight. See, like, you've already kind of predicted that. Yeah. But with a good Kodak shit, dude, as, I mean, all other shit aside, because I don't know that man and I don't know about like half of the shit going on with him that being said it's like kodak is somebody that is very good at what he does very mm-hmm. good at what he does and clearly very artistic of a human being so i mean like he wouldn't be able to put out the quality of music he does if he didn't love this shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and you could tell he loves this shit by the kind of music he does and like even the way he'd be bopping in the studio with certain songs and the way he'd be vibing to it like you could tell like niggas really love the music and if you really love the music it's gonna be hard to get you away forever yeah. so i mean i don't think he's ever actually quitting or he's really actually quitting but you know what was interesting so that's a big shout out to kodak black 100 mm-hmm. percent with that song one thing else that happened is um <clears throat> this week is i believe the box ended up going if i counted that like seven times platinum or something like that Jeez. so then roddy rich ended up like kind of hinting at feed the streets three coming i need soon, it need it gotta we, work with the same producers nigga we're the roddy rich high i need it. like niggas it. turn into trunks and goats and when it comes to roddy rich <laughs> roddy. we be ready i'm ready so i need that did you hear the announcement with um the judas and the black messiah soundtrack did you see the soundtrack uh no i didn't oh bro let me pull this up real quick because that is something that i think you should at least just see some of the names on because like bro this soundtrack it's gonna be hard not to watch that movie it's gonna be hard not to watch the movie in general but it yeah. seems like we're trending more towards 
um them giving a fuck about soundtracks again and mm-hmm. like kind of just pushing money in to making nice soundtracks i mean we saw because you saw what black panther exactly did, you know? spearhead mm-hmm. we have to be real that was, it was just a three-year anniversary of that shit too so shouts out to black panther but it's a spearhead be real because now we see look let me read this track list for a movie mm-hmm. track list bro and they haven't done shit like this in mass since the early 2000s 90s mm-hmm. like they got away from movie track i mean movie um soundtracks being basically some of the best albums of the year like they used yeah. to be back in the day and so now bro we got he was running shit bro we got her we got nas we got black thought nips nipsey hustle and jay-z are on a song together Mm -hmm. on this shit boy we got hit boy i think hit boy's executive producing the whole thing yeah okay um masego jid smino saba bj the chicago kid lil dirk white dave g herbo nardo wick push iesty polo g dom kennedy g herbo sir Kiana Lede, ASAP Rocky, Rakim. Like, bro. Can I, I want to say this. Listen, you just want to say said this for that track list, right? As somebody who really enjoys music, and especially a lot of the artists that were named, in some capacity, I know, especially if it's not what you really do like that, and you're not supposed to compare yourself to others, it makes me jealous that I can't be on a track, <laughs> on a soundtrack with all these different names a part of it but at the same time i'm just happy to bear witness bro ready to bear witness boy amazing only name i heard think that i heard that was really missing for that was georgia smith but really though it's all good keep it straight bro like bro we didn't hear yonsei that was one of the only names i didn't see yonsei or rihanna i can't say i'm not surprised because rihanna i'm i'm not surprised right now so yonsei rihanna's gonna drop music when she wants yonsei just gave us the lion king soundtrack Mm -hmm. she said y'all niggas can hold that also right now which was incredible as well Mm -hmm. like come on we see where music's trending and i love chloe and Chloe and Haley, mm-hmm. let's be real, with two superstars. And then, just moving on right along, since we are on... Oh, just so I can get to the rest of the music that came out this week that I actually cared about. Shout out to my dog, Gavin. He told me about a song called Six Print by an artist named I Swear Vezo, which is just some random... Some, I won't say random. I bet he was spitting. A Detroit, Argus, a Detroit artist that one of his homies told him about. And I was just stoked to hear it. Mm-hmm. And it sounded dope. It sounded dope. There was the single Gang Signs by Freddie Gibbs featuring Schoolboy Q. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you would expect hearing Gibbs and Q on a song. And then the three-pack, other than the Pooh tape, which was my favorite drop of the week, but then the three-pack that J.I.D. gave us, he dropped the Bruh remix featuring Denzel Curry, Ballads featuring Conway the Machine, and Clutter, which was a solo track. Mm-hmm. So that was it for music for this week for myself. <clears throat> all right so now we can go ahead and get into the rest of the talk so i know we had a certain conversations on there that were more of a political variety and things like that while some of them are okay to talk about honestly i'd rather leave some of these people in the dirt like the the donald trump went out okay we'll chill on that then so the only thing i'll say on the trump shit as like words for myself mm-hmm. and then we'll just move right on is it is crazy that these niggas actually had to go out of their way to say like yes even if trump runs in 2024 his twitter is gone like they had to really double down because niggas have been missing him on it's quiet it's been quiet it's It's, it's low he's been quiet since trump lost his twitter (laughs) he put out a little statement bro somehow because after the super bowl Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically congratulations congratulating brady because he congratulated belichick last time Uh, and said something to belichick but mm -hmm. belichick kind of kindly declined the offer because he probably saw like where things mm-hmm. were trending with that nigga and so he instantly basically made it seem like yeah it was all brady that one <laughs> and that's just gonna make brady look worse too now 
Brady had a MAGA hat in his locker. We so just have to be okay. Like, I was about to say. Which yeah. it is what it is with all that. We understand. What Actually, happened. that is his dog. So maybe he's happy. Maybe he's Probably straight. stoked. And so moving on from that, nigga. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting was, A, there's a movie being made about the whole GameStop like mm-hmm. and AMC debacle and everything that's been going on. If you haven't been living under a rock, because every nigga is a traitor now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Everybody and their mom suddenly acquired wealth and they're building it. And you know what? I'm... I'm excited to see the revolution because when I was talking to Chuka the other day, you know, I was running some numbers on money in the entertainment industry and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing how much of the U.S.'s GDP came from the arts and entertainment. And you saw about four point something percent, right? And so, however, finance and everything was 21%. And so that immediately made me think, especially now with everybody being traders and everybody trying to get a little bit of that cash... I'm happy because the people get to reclaim majority of the cash that's out there in circulation if they do it the right way. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Just really do your own research and start to understand historically why things happen and make educated decisions moving forward about how to operate within that realm. Because if you don't, it will take your money. The investing, the stock market, all of that, it's not for the faint of heart. And you have to be wary. So go in educated and try and make happen. And that's all I needed my nigga to say, because this was a perfect moment and a perfect segment that I needed Ezgo to Ezgo his thing out with this. What does that even mean? Be the responsible one. Like, because I have to be honest, like, truly, this is the only message that I'd want to give people about this shit, especially with our platform. Because, bro, like, me and Deej were talking about it the other day, which I'm sure you guys have been talking about, too, just because y'all have a little bit more in-depth discussions, because this is an area I personally to be fair i'm trying to learn about because it is important like Mm. stocks and all of that that's how you really build wealth long term and yada yada i get that so i'm trying to learn more but truly i could give a fuck and i know these niggas care a lot more (laughs) so i mean like i know they're more versed than i am in this stuff so but one message that i think that we should all all be painting is like the g and like the um gamestop and the amc situation is something that we just watched a ton of people bro like really probably like mortgage their more i mean like remortgage their houses like refinance their houses like so like put up like if they had a car sale sell their car like i'm talking about we saw people put up money that they don't have like emergency funds like little things that are real life you should always put it aside into this gamestop shit because they were being painted a free lottery where everyone was winning a ton of money Mm -hmm. right when the rule of thumb with this stuff at least from my humble opinion which once again i admitted that i don't know shit about shit when it comes to this is that when it comes to stocks and when it comes to trading in this area if there is a gold mine, by the time you've heard about the gold mine, and no, sorry, by the time the masses have heard about the gold mine, it's too late. And, and the thing is, that's I, not even necessarily it's true. It's not all the way true, it, but I'm it, saying it is just your casual rule because, of thumb for casual. Because at that time, it's going to have a lot smaller of a period to really capitalize. And so if you can be wary of that and stay diligent to know exactly when to exit your positions instead of just like letting it ride and rock and seeing what happens then it might not be too late. But like you said, a lot of people invested a lot of money that they weren't willing to use, lose. And some were able to cash out. Some big. went crazy. Some and were able to cash out big. out big. Some held the line, quote unquote, 
and her got the worst of it because now GameStop's floating at fifty something to sixty, and so from three hundred something dollars at some point it was over four hundred. There was a lot of people that bought yeah. like like DJ was telling me about like people on the Reddit's being like, oh, it's your friend from Sweden. I just bought like ten shares at three hundred something. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, oh, dude, here, oh, I just bought it at four hundred. GameStop to the moon, like headed to a mm-hmm. thousand, like all of this. And don't get me wrong, like there was potential for GameStop to truly go seven hundred to a thousand. Truly, there was there potential, was just so much outside interference, so much outside interference and things once again that you can't be certain of because this is all gambling at the end of the day mm-hmm. then we just have to be real sometimes and you have to be real and you have to realize like this isn't for the lighthearted. this mm-hmm. isn't something that you should just like invest your life into without understanding it you should most people should follow the warren buffett rule of thumb when it comes to investing which is warren buffett has gone on paper saying that he's missed a bunch of great opportunities because he didn't understand it Mm-hmm. And he's never going to invest in something he doesn't understand. And so a lot of the times you need to be safer because if you're not somebody that was checking your phone every genuinely, it could 20 to 30 minutes for that two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like while shit was going on, you probably shouldn't have been playing the gambling game because like that was how quick it seemed like niggas lost their lives. Exactly. During this time. So I'm definitely good on that. Um, did you have any other words for these people when it comes uh, to those things? I, I'm not because I do. But I don't think it's worth it because, again, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I don't want to be, held, first off, held liable for anything that anybody might go out and do. But, again, if you're really getting in, curious about investing and things like that, just go ahead and put in some good time and effort with different websites. There's a lot of different resources, good books out there. I'm not going to boost anybody right now that probably doesn't need my money because they're billionaires. But if you all find a book that really resonates with you, Intelligent Investor is probably one of the best ones in general you can read. Uh, go ahead and do that. But... Yeah, that's all on that. I hope the movie slaps. Oh, definitely hope it slaps, boy. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, Especially yeah. with the H. Nigga, I got HBO Max Come now, on, boy. Yeah. We good. You know We're what I'm up. saying? We're up. We up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, one thing I wanted to say before we get into the next discussions is we're speaking going, of movies, we're gonna have a really good discussion. Actually, I'm gonna end everything with Trayvon. Mm-hmm. So just so y'all know, we didn't miss because I do have a discussion I wanted to have with Trayvon and with Black History Month. But we're going to push that a little bit so we could have a little bit more of a lighthearted discussion here. One thing I wanted to mention before we get into the lighthearted discussion was the Mark Cuban situation, which is interesting. We're going to keep tabs on it and we'll report more as we get more info, mm-hmm. I think. But it is something worth bringing up to the people is that Mark Cuban made it an initiative of his to not play the national anthem before Mavs games. He just recently changed. He was about to just dead that shit. And then the <clears throat> league instantly intervened and said, nah, all 32 teams have to play the national mm-hmm. anthem before each game until the rules are changed permanently, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not, I think from my understanding is they're not saying that it's just blacklisted because he did that. They're just saying that they're in talks to decide what to happen with that in the future. But for now, everything is standardized. Mm-hmm. Y'all aren't going to deviate. So, uh, first off, mm-hmm. The Mavericks, maybe the Euro except team. for the Celtics, <laughs> this is the only team, other team I would expect that to not even happen, not be a possibility of. Maybe though, because they're so, the Euro team, because they are the white, te- the other white, all white, white of white teams, but they are the Euro team. Yeah, but so like, that's another country. That's, so I don't know. That's I'm just reaching by that's the way. That's true. I think, I think reaching, but it's just uh, separating all that aside. Because at the end of the day, it could just not have anything to do with race nor do i actually think it does i think the mavs just have a concrete strategy of like targeting the best players in europe and trying to make that happen if the american pools being heavily like looked into and already kind of poached off of and trying to make their team work off of that but i'm just 
a little disappointed that the NBA wouldn't let that happen. However, I do get doing things in unity and doing it the right way. But I don't think this is one of those that really matters. Are they? I think they're worried more so about like money and perception towards the brand from consumers that care do care a lot about things have been falling. And so they want to make sure that they can do the best for the people, but do the best for the people while maintaining the opportunity to keep themselves above water. Because I do get that to some extent, but you know. To where people aren't ready to blow up the whole system to make something happen, they want to do it steady, steadily and gradually. But I now that they did that and they gave that reasoning, I need to see something happen in the future where they address exactly. it though. So, because you can't just do it for nothing. So we'll pay attention, we'll keep following it, and we'll update you guys if we learn more about that situation. Mm-hmm. And so moving right along, um, Mahershala Ali was announced to be the uh, <laughs> was offered the role of Joel mm-hmm. in HBO's The Last of Us series, which is interesting. A for the quite obvious of the fact that Joel's a white man, but mm-hmm. B that boy too fi though. It's this nigga Mahershala Ali has been so outstanding in every role he's played that I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it. But as go said something hilarious. Right. I, it's hard. And I'm not gonna make you reenact it. I appreciate that for sure. Because, I appreciate that. because we do want to be authentic. We do want to be real yeah. on the pod. But he said something hilarious. It was something about like mm-hmm. you, was, you because we. We did yeah. grow up in um i'm paraphrasing here of course but it's we grew up in a all white area for the most mm-hmm. part so like yeah we had whitewashed tendencies that we had to unlearn and he was talking about some of the older ones he had i was gonna say because for me you know how much i'm into like superheroes and comics mm-hmm. and stuff especially like from how i grew up and so like as a kid i'd see certain things and it'd be like oh like let's say for example and i'm again i'm not doing it the exact same way or anything but I saw the Human Torch, and all of a sudden, they're making Michael B. Jordan the Human Torch. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, you can't make the Human Torch this. You know, he has to look like this because that's what Johnny was. But I, I realized and grew up a little bit. It's like, dude, he's not fucking real. That's like, not a real character. You can, you can make him however you want to. Like, you're not disrespecting nobody. At all, bro. He doesn't it's have fake. a family it's that's fake. looking at him. Exactly. This nigga not about to call in and say, hello. Hello, sir. Um, actually, uh-huh. the way you depicted me, I am a man of the caucus background. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, no, bro. Come it's a on. fake character. <laughs> bro, there's like 18 different origin stories for these people. Like, you know, there's bro, this, do you know how, how these people Since I just work, got exactly. into DC as much, so like, shouts out to Ezigo for always telling me that, that back universe. I was always, and yeah, we know that's Marvel, but I was, he's saying for the sake of this, yeah. Of course. I was always a little bit more than a casual fan when it came to, like, mm-hmm. the superhero stuff, but when it came to my comic side, it was usually more Marvel. Mm-hmm. I would watch DC animated shit, though, which is always, always outstanding. But Ezgo's always told me about like the DC comics being crazy too and not to sleep. So I've dived into their universes mm-hmm. a little bit more. Which, by the way, Dead Planet is, I think, one of the best things I've read in all of it. comics, period, by the way. So I, that's giving a huge shout mm-hmm. out to DC. But <clears throat> something very interesting to me is like, bruh, these niggas have 8,000 universes. Nigga might be wake up gay in a universe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like nigga might just wake up something else in a universe. Shit, it could like, be the same universe, depending on who wrote it, though. You know, it's what got I'm a different like, story. Like, bro, so you know, definitely, I think all the little arguments and the stupid shit with the races of these fictional characters is just moot points at this point. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the product. It is the last of a show for as somebody because this is a challenge that they have to make when you commercialize something, you make it real. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a cult following and there's an audience, right? But really. Like, the people that love The Last of Us game are going to watch regardless. Because they want to tear it apart. Mm-hmm. They want to do whatever they do on the Reddits, and that's fine. Me, who's never watched or played the game, I heard Mahershal is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Now I might press play. I feel like you're just doing... You're setting yourself up for failure, though. When you make a movie about a video game. Because I know the video gaming community, and they're not the kind it's of... A really res- oh, it's a show. Oh, my bad. A show. But making anything, like... 
But remember the one with um the, the Witcher might have been the only the one I saw had received somewhat well because mm-hmm. you know how they usually are. It's like the anime community. But you make a movie and they'll rip you apart. Bro, that's what I hate about our community sometimes, bro. Because we're avid anime watchers, we're avid superhero fans, we're avid this, we're avid that. And something that I hate, and we try to change some of the perception of the communities, even though y'all always wait till Michael B. Jordan tells y'all it's okay, but it's okay. Well, that's cool. Shouts out to my nigga Michael B. But anyways, yes, yeah. like um. Like, one thing I hate about those communities is how unnecessarily picky, nitpicky they are about shit that don't matter. Like, bruh, truly, there is no reason that you see something is video game related and you know automatically you're going to go give it a 0 out of 10. So you pay exactly. money. Like, that's what it seems like with these communities, though. Like, you pay money or you waste a block of your mm-hmm. time to view something that you already made your mind up about hating. Right? Exactly. And isn't that, that's kind of, that's lame. That's super lame. It's like, bro, I'm going to go press play on this 100% times out of 100 now because Mahershal is in it. I feel that's like that's why I'm pressing play. I've never played these games. I've heard of The Last of Us. Duh, I have the ears. But and imagine like, you did play it a lot and you really enjoyed it. It's like, damn, I get to see it brought to like a TV show. That's you're so basically cool. watching a different universe. The same Man, story, I watched but different characters. The Arrow and Flash on CW for years because I was happy to see some of my favorite superheroes adapted onto TV. And that show, those shows were ass. Like, as in a fan, though, you just got to appreciate what you can get when you can get it. So that's cool. And then, so then, big shout out to Mahershala mm-hmm. there. Um, I know this is very unorganized. No, I'll save it. I'll save it, actually. But anyways. Um, Before we fully transition, I'm going to double check, though, just to make sure. Oh, you're good. Absolutely. But just moving right along to the next discussion that we were going to have when it came to the viewing space. Usually we, well, not usually, but as of recent, we've been kind of talking about what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. And every week from now on, we're going to try our best to both watch something together. Like mm-hmm. whether, not literally in the same room, yeah. but something that we both watch. So we can sit here and talk about it. A little book club, even. A lo- film club. Film club. TV club. Who knows? Groom me coming soon. But that being said, it's like patreon coming soon too <laughs> it's like the one thing that is very interesting to me was all the buzz and the talks about malcolm and marie and so i'm gonna let you go ahead and spear Bro. this because i know you had a lot of comments to say about this movie so go hard a i was immediately gonna give it a like first off i was immediately gonna give it a watch when i saw zendaya just because i think she's one of the best actresses of new generation for of sure. like this new generation and like my age people and stuff and that's really cool to see and i'm always going to support my generation and my people so that's dope however they just did a really good job with it i like the whole noir theme i like the jazz elements everything just seemed way too smooth but i there's certain parts of the movie that I want to talk about, so rather than me just getting on my shit and just talking about this, that, and the third, I'm not like some big critic or anything. I, what do I know? I just like the discussions around these. What did you think about the conversations and in, in the aspect of the argument? Because immediately, I'll say this. Uh, she started talking. I was like, oh, damn. Uh, apologize. I apologize for not remembering his first no- name, but Denzel Washington's son. See, that's what I was trying to search real quick. So we we are respectful there. And he was in a few other things. John, John David, David Washington. He because was, he is such a phenomenal actor that even though Denzel is Denzel. I'm not going to so lie. Like, I can no, see him being. Like, no matter him, how great somebody is, like, Bronny can become the genuine goat, mm-hmm. but your dad's LeBron. So there are certain people on this planet that will forever call I you Bron's son. You feel yeah. me? And so the re- the way that Denzel has, the heights he's reached in acting and just become a household name of Denzel, I get that. What I saw, this, I, I believe he can do it. But though. I think this he man can, can get there too, because John David Washington, like, John, he is crazy. Every movie mm-hmm. I've seen him in so far, because now I've seen three. Now mm-hmm. I've seen three. He is 
phenomenal. Like, his acting is incredible. That's the first thing I wanted to A, say about this movie, period. Because, like, me, I thought, I thought the movie was eh, personally. But, but, I thought there were certain aspects that were really cool, mm-hmm. really great. And I thought the acting was 12 <laughs> out of 10, though. That's, that's the acting it. was so great that it made the movie good. I was going to ask you this, though, because I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. But, um... Talking on the argument, when it first started off, immediately in my head was... Spoilers for anybody that has not seen Malcolm and Marie, this is going to be now a segment of spoilers. I like that. Thank you for For protecting people, because I immediately thought, oh, damn, he's been gaslighting her this whole time. Oh, I thought this nigga was the biggest piece of shit ever. He's just making her feel crazy for no reason, being an asshole all this. I'm like, really? But then what I liked, though, is that I was like, but is that the perspective of the movie? Is this really what they're trying to push? Because, like, that's important to showcase that, but I want more depth, you know, because that's a little too obvious. But no, bro. Because there was times when he started talking, and I was like, maybe she's in the wrong. See, and bro, I was like, I don't know what's going on anymore. To be real, bro, the way they were able to take me from immediately thinking, like, oh, this nigga trash, mm-hmm. to, like, oh, this girl might push this nigga all the way because let's be clear all right since chuka's always willing to be the villain sometimes like i'm not saying this anything to you i'm just happy to be the villain sometimes okay. like truly but it's like i didn't take it like that no <laughs> oh for sure i just yeah. like the preface that's my dog for sure always mm-hmm. yes Sersky. but it's like there is um bro let's be clear like i am truly on the boat of men have ruined this world because we've always been the one in power. So the ones in power, duh, you know, are more likely to... Like, we're just looking at factual A, B, C, D statements. Like, there, yes, there are a lot of women that have done fucked up things. There are a lot of women that have this, this, that. We have to hold accountability. But, like, as you've seen, the history of... The, the failures of men are done by the people in power. And the people exactly. in power are men. And the people in power are going to influence generations, right? And they're going to influence the masses. So that's what I mean, of course. I'm not trying to display power there. But a lot of people... And what I've noticed truly, truly is... And nobody makes you do anything, right? But mm-hmm. I have seen certain people get pushed to a point where they do crack by a woman behind the scenes, but the person that is only painted crazy is the one who cracked, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, this was a good depiction of a little moments that you could see, like, maybe this nigga has just been built up so much yeah. in certain areas that he's, we're watching the cracking in the argument. Because, like, I went from clearly, like, oh, this nigga crazy toxic to oh damn like this nigga might be going through it like he might really be years into this project he thought he was saving you know what i mean (laughs) it's weird though because at some form you both see i think you end off in a place where you see how they both fuck up and how they do care though because he definitely seemed like he cared a lot he just seemed like a he took her kind of for granted and was trying too much of thinking he possessed her and was trying to like fix her up for sure when it wasn't the case like that and was like he was acting like he owned her because yeah, exactly. he was around for the down and the bullshit which sure. should never be it but she also was just like felt very insecure very insecure the whole but time. also you, you could have thanked them at the award show I'm not gonna lie I felt like that was a big one See, that was enough off of. that was enough to where like yeah. bro this movie doesn't yeah. exist if he thanked her at the award show. At all. If he thanked her at the award show, this whole shit's over with. Which is also yeah. funny in the duality of couples, yeah. right? And romantic relationships. Yeah. Because, bro, like, sometimes you'll argue with your partner so much, right? So much. Mm-hmm. And you will think, like, damn, bro, like, what the fuck was we even arguing about near the end? And the thing that spurred the argument was something so 
fucking small but that small thing allowed you guys to just like all of the which is why good communication is key is that small to you though no no no. i'm not saying that i'm not saying the announcement was small but i'm saying like something small in the grand scheme of y'all's whole relationship will instantly start to unlock it literally just unlock the floodgates boom open up yeah of all the little resentments and little things that you don't speak about as often from the person and then things just start to pour out when truly if y'all just had good communication in the first place then y'all would have aired everything out and none of this would have it wouldn't have happened and she wasn't too, too upfront she was like just hoping he'd realize everything she oh meant. she was hoping but he she just wasn't saying red she wasn't mind. saying shit and like which made it worse because i immediately picked too up soon. something that was so important to her that she mentioned later that she didn't immediately say but it was like you get somebody and you tell their whole story and don't credit them at all before they could ever tell it. That just feels like robbery. Bro, I'm not gonna that lie. That feels like soul crushing. On everything, like, I want to say three things now. Because I was just going to say two things now. I'm going to say three. One is... I feel you. I feel you. I don't because think that, mo- ever, like, that moment that. fucked with me. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the way you be talking about certain stuff, mm-hmm. I instantly thought about you and just, like, how you be talking about your freedom, your story, your writing, this, 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 that. Like, if I was ever in a situation, honestly, like, I feel like there is rare, there's a rare amount of things that could take the light from my life, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, in an instant, I would have to fight for it back because I believe there's nothing that can get me down on this planet. Amen, amen. But it's, like... I feel like something that would immediately sap the energy out of me, sap the life out of my life would be someone telling my own story, not giving me credit. And now my own story is out there. So I can't even tell you my own story. You can't do it story. again. Like that moment. I and it's like they that, robbed you of I your soul. Felt, I felt that pain. Bro. Oh I felt that pain goodness. instantly. I was like, bro, my story matters so much to me. Because every day we sit mm-hmm. here, we talk about what we want to add to our story, how better we want to get for our stories. Like this, 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 that. Bro, if that was just all taken oh away from you goodness. and you were living just to live at that point, you weren't living for a purpose. Mm-hmm. We've made our stories our purpose. Like mm-hmm. that's soul crushing. But B, there were two instances in this movie mm-hmm. two instances that i saw oscar award-winning acting oh and, my and i'm God. and i'm and, i know one of them and i'm and i am and i am a casual in this industry so i want to be very mm-hmm. clear very mm-hmm. clear when it comes to film i had to look up film noir after this like all of this kind of shit right even though i learned about film noir in my film class with my freshman year of college that i failed like <laughs> i thought it was just something <laughs> everybody kind of did from like different things like video games even and all that kind of shit like Bro, the whole noir thing nigga, you know me in video games if i wasn't watching your ass play the single player game and reading <laughs> the, and reading the fucking yeah. storyline as you read it like this was me if i a i'm not doing it but b if i was doing it this was me during the story it said move on so i could have learned about film noir at some point in my life i didn't because i didn't read i didn't read anything unless it was books that i chose to read but the bathtub scene the bathtub scene was was 14 out of 10 acting 14 out of 10 acting and i thought i thought that was gonna be the scene that won the movie because on both ends they went crazy because zendaya like people are gonna undermine like the because the bathroom scene was john's john's time to shine that was basically throw him the rock and Mm -hmm. let him go but her facial expression her control and the way the reaction the way that she played off of everything he said in that bathtub scene Nigga, what? I got chills during that bathtub scene. The next one is the knife scene. Bro, the knife the scene. The knife scene. I'm not going to lie. When she picked it up and started coming forward and all this stuff. And like music just cut for a second. Because, you know, playing music. And this nigga started playing. I think he started playing like his, like whatever. Like they referenced earlier. And then it just kind of cuts. She starts looking crazy. It starts talking about like whatever. God. Talking about, yeah, I was never. I thought this was the 180 like plot twist what? of the movie. I thought this thing was about to die. <laughs> I was never clean. All this, all that. I was like. 
Damn. It, like, she I thought she was going to try and kill herself. Bro, I'm not going to lie. The acting that she displayed in that section, combined with her performance as Rue and Euphoria, though, did make me come back. And this is the second to last thing I want to say. I really want to talk to Zendaya at some point because I want to know which drug addict she met or what she went through in life because her ability to portray that too good. It actually too a good. little bit too good too for somebody real, that hasn't right? that isn't a drug addict. So either she's secretly one and niggas don't know because she's doing it too well. Because the way, bro, the way she was able to snap into it mid scene too, mid scene. Because you've been watching her all movie already displaying phenomenal acting. Bro, she was acting on acting on acting. acting. No, she was acting. No, nigga, this <laughs> is what blew my mind as a casual in this shit, bro. I watched somebody who's already acting in a movie. So you're acting. About acting, about acting. Bro, and the thing is, you have to, you realize when you're doing it to prove a point, you have to do a better job acting in the moment. Like, for the movie has to make it seem like when you turn on that bag, that you're trying to do it, that you're acting better, but you're already acting for a movie. So she somehow found a way to turn it. I'm not going to lie, it really felt like some Game 7 type shit. It felt like some Game 7 type shit. Give her her flowers. I don't care what people say about the movie being mad. It's just some of the moments of acting that were displayed in this movie. Wow. I didn't like it because people... I didn't like the fact that people gave whatever because they wanted it to be a lot. It was filmed during a pandemic. The focal point of the movie wasn't like all these cool scenes around the town interacting with all these different people. You couldn't expect that. It was discussion. And what they gave, the conversation that they gave was beautiful. And that's why I want to say, bro, it's because like you have to think about the things that people value when mm-hmm. it comes to their viewing experience, though. So I understand it from the genuine general masses. But like what I go back to, like Fate Zero, the uh, Fate Zero, the conversation of kings. Like when they were sitting out there, it was Gilgamesh, and it was um, it was King, Ar- um, King Arthur, King, King Arthur, Gilgamesh, and fucking um, what my favorite? Like one of I don't the, know why I'm messing it up, bro. It's pissing me off. Alexander bro. the Great. Alexander the Great. And that man you. was on his bro. Shit. That is the yeah. best single 10 minutes of dialogue I've ever heard in anime ever in anime and so I'm somebody that appreciates dialogue and so I knew Mm -hmm. that something because I could tell after 10-15 minutes of the movie that the movie's whole base was dialogue right and so knowing that I wasn't mad and I was ready to just watch the whole thing because I'm down for good dialogue but I realized that most people are not like most people are more visual about the whole thing, which yeah. I thought it was still. We live in a time filmed. where hella people listen to podcasts, though, and things. So that I thought they become conditioned. You so. think so? But I mean, like I thought, but I think people put their brains categorically, like mm-hmm. when they think okay. that a viewing experience movie, like, I have box. to watch explosion, I have to put watch fight, I have to watch like some city, I have to watch like the driving here, I have to mm-hmm. watch fucking, I have to watch this, I have to watch that. When in reality, we just watched crazy dialogue for an hour and a half. That's it. That's what it, that's, as boring as that sounds to paint, that is what that movie was. That shit was like 10 out of 10 dialogue the whole time. I, one last bit of it, because I don't want to stay on it for too long, especially as we were trying to move on and get into some other things. An important piece of that conversation, aside from their relationship, aside whatever, that was a central part of that conversation, because it seems so important to him, uh, John David Washington, um, in the movie, Malcolm, how it was hard to be a black content creator. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily Talk from getting recognized because, like, I feel like if if you make good quality content, no matter what you do, like, never let that your the color of your skin deter you from thinking that you'll be able to make it. Because if you make something that people like, they're gonna like it regardless, and it's gonna be quality, and it's gonna be good, and you're gonna be able to get it where it needs to be. However, it always gets put under the lens in some capacity uh, as in politic and gets of like a racial issue or gets politicized, and that's what it's hard for me. Because I know I was talking about it with you 
when it came to J- the Jake Paul and uh, Nate Robinson fight, as just somebody who likes boxing and likes like the world of like just fighting sports now. Again, I'm not like the most into it. I'm I'm still more casual, but I'm I'm learning. You know, I was just excited to talk about the sport, to be a part of like whatever, and see like all these different things happening. But then you are watching with community, and all of a sudden, it's a white versus black. It's um how can you support this guy when you you have like someone with from your skin tone fighting or like uh this that and the third about it and i'm like but that was never the purpose of this the purpose of it was seeing two individuals come into a ring and try and step into a world that they're unfamiliar with one more so but and try and like prove themselves and accomplish what they set out to do and like there was it was bigger than that and i feel like again you look into the movies you look into this like how many black films you see being made but majority they're about slavery it's like no yeah we appreciate it you know but like i don't i don't want that to be all we get from black people all black people feel like they have to make it's tired it's definitely tired Tired as hell and there's major actors that have turned down like some of their biggest breaks that they would have had earlier in their careers and had to wait a second because they have said clearly like i'm not doing the slave movie like i'm not doing the this like oh you're just gonna have to wait till i get to a certain level that you're gonna give me these roles Mm -hmm. you know and so like i definitely feel you on that and that is an important point just because of the way that black people are framed and everything it's like my even when even um my sister was talking about when it comes about writing right like earlier in her career like it was always wanted to be the black opinion or the black voice about like something that is going on like politically when it's like I like fashion. Why don't I write about fashion? Just because it's fashion. Not because it's like a black person that wore this outfit so it's groundbreaking because a black person did it. Mm-hmm. No, I just like fashion. You know? Like, like sometimes that's all it is and it's not much deeper. And so I wanted us to have a deeper discussion because this is the anniversary. Well, it is Trayvon's birthday. And we did pass Trayvon's birthday in this past week. So I wanted to say RIP to Trayvon Martin, the spearhead of this new age civil rights movement for sure. But... There's a deeper discussion to be had when it comes to Trayvon. And really, I don't know if it's really a discussion or more of a statement. I want to get your point of views afterwards, mm-hmm. 100%, because you do, you're more identified with the generation that I'm talking about when I say this. Mm-hmm. But it's um, Trayvon Martin was the first time that a lot of white people started to see that black people weren't crying wolf. Right. Mm-hmm. And this shit was this shit was real because of how much national attention it got, how like the family, like the trial, like we were all there. We all saw it, it was eight years ago, I believe I was 19 years old when all of this happened and went down. I was in 10th grade. That being said, we have an are the exact classes and everything these the conversations and 10th graders. Everything. So we had high schoolers. We had middle schoolers. Right. Who are now drinking age who are now voting age who are now active in politics and you know have now watched the summers go by with um Hamad Arbery with Eric Garner with Breonna Taylor with all of these things happening that have now have always been happening let's be clear since the beginning of the inception of the United States but now have been more so brought to public eye and attention with social media and with the ways that the hashtags have been trending and like the views that have posed that being said is this new generation of civil rights have you kind of noticed the active change in the youth i guess from your standpoint because why i asked that is because 
let's just be clear and let's be real since a lot of these discussions did start in 10th grade for you right and i was 19. by that point i already graduated high school so i was already at a point in high school where i was seeing like yes some egregious things but i was okay with like the hard r usage by white mm-hmm. people or like the this usage by people and like da 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 and i know that people say like this stuff kind of started the sensitive era because yeah. people were more on their p's and q's did you kind of see that or did was your school not really affected man 11, 12, i think right? it was harder to see from the high school i went to i'm not gonna say them now for the fact that i'm having this conversation just to like not do that to too many people whatever but it was tough because i remember specifically the class i was in mm-hmm. that we even really talked about it because we didn't really talk about it anywhere the only class that we really had the conversation from my teacher saying that it was something that he wanted to bring up was Mr. Young. And you know, Mr. Young was one of the one of the notable like black faculty members. Like mm. he it was and he was the kind of person that that kind of stuff was very important to him to make sure to get across to like the younger generation of kids and things and like the importance of what's going on. And so, having that discussion in class but then also turning to people I knew as friends and they were talking about no uh Trayvon was in the wrong, you know, and like but having all this access to what was going on and these people still standing on the fact that he was in the wrong quote unquote and there were so many things that he could have done differently and kind of uh villainizing him and i realized after that again after we started just it was just snowballing those how many things you kept on seeing um i wouldn't say so much my generation and my school is kind of racist but i wouldn't say so much that like my age mates in the class of like 2015 though but more and more as i saw the years under me they're they're on it like they're They're on on your ass about everything and like making sure that you're treating people the right way (laughs) saying people the right way and like this that and the third so so no i completely feel you i understand there that's why i just wanted to kind of check in on what he was talking about in that regard so i mean yes with everything with trayvon i was happy to see the difference in the community one i was happy to see the difference in like the youth in general and how once again like we've talked about the power we place in the youth and the love we place with the youth because we see how these motherfuckers seem to be on top of everyone's ass always ready it seems like 16 year olds call out racism way more than some of the 26 year olds i see you know what i'm saying and the way they're calling out i'm not gonna lie to you ready to be like tiktok or something oh no no the way they call you out now is disrespectful bro no it's fire y'all keep doing it but these motherfuckers will have the screenshots and everything and they'll post it behind them in a TikTok, Playing like saying, or something, "This is like, a racist, by the way, government name," and like just be ready to kill people. And so, just for sake of time, just because we do need to kind of round up here, I was going to say a person for Black History Month that I thought was very important. Wow, but we didn't get to really like set it up. It's like all I right. wanted to. But you go ahead because I'm gonna say one too, and we'll. So we'll say the people, and then we'll wrap up. We'll be out of here. So and from the future, I don't know if we're gonna do what we did last year and give you like a breakdown on individual people, but we're gonna try and do a second for black history exactly we were just a little bit unprepared this week so i will say that but the person i wanted to say is the godfather of house music dj frankie Mm. knuckles and dj frankie knuckles was a chicago-based dj it's just crazy to me because of the fact that a nowadays house edm like all that music is considered white people Mm -hmm. music when literally it was started by black people but we've seen that with a ton of genres dude no it's considered white people music and i to be fair i think because people, because like Vince Staples, he went on. I think so we're many doing inter- it to ourselves. He went so many which people. Makes breaks my heart. He went on so many interviews, like 
people being because a lot of people with the big fish theory were saying like vince why are you on beats like this why are you so weird now why are you this he's like bruh i grew up in a household where my parents were from the area where house music was created like so this is the kind of shit i heard like growing up mm -hmm. so i just thought it was cool to rap over it like and but he was just called the weirdo geek nigga like rapping on white people beats mm -hmm. and things like that for big fish which a bunch of people loved and like so just for the white people that do listen to this i want y'all to be very 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 aware of who dj frankie knuckles is and the fact that he is the the reason that y'all have EDM music, y'all have house music, and all that music y'all enjoy. So, Ezgo, go hey, ahead and shout someone out. Shouts out, and I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out to the first African American to play in the NBA, and his name was Earl Lloyd, the legend. Yes, you know. sir. Uh, the man was a very just good player. I'm not gonna go ahead and like really give stat comparisons because we're not gonna pretend like stats from the past can really stack up to things like now. But the man got such a good rap sheet from all of his teammates, other individuals in the leagues and just whatnot that were, when he was playing at a time that was still like, racism was like not just prevalent because it's prevalent now, but it's it was blatant. And so I felt like him kind of breaking that um, boundary and breaking that barrier and kind of helping turn the league into what it is today is super important because I know how much basketball means to me. And so it's just cool to see that representation especially happen at that time. Yes, sir. And so, without further ado, sports segment is in a whole different upload. So the people that like that, yeah. you'll definitely get both of them same time, same update. But my name is Chuka. My name is Ezigo. And this is the Off Space, baby. Yes, sir. Sir.